Welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all the TV. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Am I getting less enthusiastic with that intro every time? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. But I will I say... I hope that will not detract from the rest of the show, which I'm going to be super enthusiastic about. I, I will say that I'm concerned that you oversold us, because far from talking about all the television, we're just talking about the Emmys. Well, the Emmys is really all the television, right? True. I mean, if you're going to say this is a snapshot of television this year, it's the Emmys. Right. And and our last TV podcast, kind of a shit show. I called Steven Soderbergh, Brian Soderbergh. Yep, yep. I said that. it was on Sunday nights when it's on, uh, the Nick is actually on uh, Friday nights. Yep. Uh, there's probably other sins that I could apologize for. I have seen the first two episodes of Nick, and I'm totally in love with it. But oh, we you're very limited in time today. Yeah. Uh, have a whole lot of uh, the leftover shenanigans going on. But we need to squeeze in some Emmy talk. Definitely. What did you think of the Emmys? First of all, let's break it down into two different things. Uh, what did you think of the Emmys as just general takes of, res- uh, of the results? Did you have any axes to grind? Did you have any things that you were just completely fucking upset about? Or uh, and also, you know, not really. I, same way, like I kind of think it's bullshit. The Modern Family won some of the dominated some of the comedy categories, but I can't really get that worked up about. They the always win. They always win, and I, I we'll talk about the idea that you know. Let's the talk Emmys about are that. Okay, before we get that, what did you okay. think about the entertainment of the show itself? Uh, so Seth Meyers is a host, kind of weak, really like, okay. But when Jimmy Kimmel came out, that completely changed my opinion of what the Emmys could be because he was hilarious and spontaneous sounding, and just right on with the tone i wanted for the emmys could you stand three hours of him though because he is this i don't know intense energy you know awkward uh, just (laughs) goofball and i just wonder if you need a seth who's kind of more staid and steady and can definitely do the straight man routine but I, i felt like that he had a lot of synergy with the guests like all you know, he came alive when, like, yeah. uh, he got Amy Poehler Amy up there. Amy Poehler, yeah. You can tell they're friends. A- Andy Samberg. Yeah, yeah. When he got, uh, shit, you just mentioned uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Uh, J- well, no, Jimmy Kimmel's not the, oh, oh, you're talking Jimmy Kimmel. I thought you were talking about. <laughs> I think I was talking about? Uh, the other Nate, the late night guy uh, on NBC. Uh, Jimmy Fallon? Yes. Is that you're talking about? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. No, I'm talking about Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Jimmy Kimmel felt loose and just good on stage. No, no, he totally would like, be Like, I'm a fucking comedian. I do stand-up all the time. No, no. I'm good on stage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about... I, I You said Jimmy Kimmel. I heard uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon yeah. and no, that's no. the goofball kind of thing. No, you're right. He totally could do that. He nailed it in, in tone, in my opinion. But so, it's a lot easier to come in and just kill on the presentation than it is to crush three hours. I believe For sure. Jimmy Kimmel has hosted the Emmys, actually. He probably has. Yeah, um, I don't know. See, I've never been a big Emmy guy up until this year because, you know, it's the last year of Breaking Bad. My favorite show. I want to see it win all the Emmys. Right. And it basically did. Yeah, that's – and honestly, I don't – historically, I've not paid much attention to Emmys because I feel like they are, of all the award shows, the most kind of bullshit – Sure. Just in the consistency, just in the nomination process. Well, we've had some pretty bad TV in past years. It's only getting to the point now where I feel like the Emmys are worth a damn because there's just so much good TV that how can you really go wrong awarding right. 
Breaking Bad versus True Detective, right? Yeah. If it had gone to Woody Harrelson, I'm talking about, you know, outstanding actor, just kind of a big category there. If it had gone to Woody Harrelson or Matthew McConaughey, I wouldn't have been mad. Not a problem. Yeah. What, whereas I last think year. I Cranston deserved it. Whereas last year when uh, Jeff Daniels won oh, for his work on the newsroom yeah. over, that made me, my head explode. Sure. There was no reason for that. So there wasn't nearly as many bad results. I thought it was fairly entertaining. I thought it was really funny slash edgy, the fact that Seth was continually <laughs> taking shots at NBC and network TV in general. Yeah. Um, and talk, you know, it's like that one thing he said as he segged to a commercial, and now something that the networks have that, the ca- <laughs> that, that cable and internet uh, and Netflix don't, commercials, like... Yeah, he's perfectly illustrating what their problem is. This this industry that's dying, I guess. Kind is of? broadcast TV I mean, going to die? Just, yeah, cable's just taking it all over. Cable streaming. I mean, look at how many Netflix Emmys were nominated. Mm. Uh, tons of those. Right. HBO, of course, always for the last fourteen years, I think now. Yeah. Being the biggest network at the Emmys. Sure. Uh, were you entertained by the Weird Al montage of songs? Not so much. Like, I Weird Al, I like. I like Weird Al. I felt like this concert was a little out of place. It's hard to do, make something out of Mad Men and uh, Scandal. And yes. Game of Thrones was by far the most successful, I thought, the, uh-huh. the ending, yeah. just because yeah. there was more to sink your teeth into, and I think it was by far the longest, and uh, the touch of giving uh, George Martin a typewriter, I found <laughs> he surprisingly gracefully took that joke, because I feel like he's getting increasingly <laughs> prickly about that that yeah, line yeah. of inquiry. Right, right as fast as you can. I liked, I liked Weird Al Yankovic's lines while they were doing that, but I felt most of it was very sloppily put together, like... I don't. I don't know how long Weird Al usually takes to to make a song, uh-huh. but this felt like they gave him the list of shows in the green room and just said, "Come up with some <laughs> lyrics, man." Whatever you can do, man. Yeah, we got we got some music for you. Just write the lyrics because none of it really rhymed, and none of it was like the jokes were there, but they weren't very well realized. I felt yeah. in the lyrics themselves. I felt like most of my enjoyment stemmed from the fact that they handed George Martin an actual typewriter. And yeah. I have such immense affection for weird Al. Yes. Yeah. And he really went for the Valimar Goulis at the end. Yeah. He really went for that. So good on him. Uh, did you, um, any other particular pairings? Uh, what'd you think of, Oh, Cranston, Cranston making out with Julia Louis-Dreyfus was amazing. And the setup where they <laughs> yeah, they yeah. introduced a category and she denied even being working with him before. Yep. Before yep. he's famous. Uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty epic. And uh, speaking of going for it, Jesus, they went for it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it would have been... It's like if it had just been a quick peck, it wouldn't have been anything. Yeah. If it had been like a two or three second kiss, it... But it's like one of those things where they went past the point it got uncomfortable and kept going until yep. they got really funny. Yep. And, you know, Cranston, uh, I don't know if you guys got to see, I'll, I'll post it in the show notes, but him and Aaron Paul and Julie Louis Driver, Driver, Jesus. Um, uh, Mini Louis Dreyfus. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Julie Louis Dreyfus did a very funny skit called. Uh, what was it? Barely legal pawn. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. 
where you know Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston were running a pawn shop, and Julie is trying to pawn her Emmy, and there's this little, a lot. There's there's Breaking Bad references and props that's in the pawn shop. There's all this yep. kind of tension between comedy versus drama and mm-hmm. leading versus supporting. And they play these crazy characters, these crazy Insane. redneck. Yeah. And then you think at the end they're going to go for the classic Breaking Bad, and they then it's like, oh, I started to groan, and they have a twist. I'll link that in the show notes. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. If there's we... oh a Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey on stage together, yeah, they both looked like they fucking fell asleep on the beach. I mean, their tans uh-huh. were a little yep. burny, and then they're just like, oh fuck, we got to get to, we got to get to the Emmys. I like their suits though. Their suits were amazing. You can't talk about the Emmys without talking about fashion. Apparently, Jimmy Kimmel going hard after uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, and the fact mm-hmm. that his you know he just won an Oscar now he wants an Emmy yeah. and. Then that kind of led into uh, going pretty hard after uh, oh god, who's the guy in Derek? You know, you, you, you oh uh, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais, yeah. and Ricky Gervais is accepted. The fact that he's the only Brit that makes the the, the trip mm. over the pond yeah, yeah. and he perennially gets shut out was very self deprecating and funny. Yeah, yeah, especially when you see that Sherlock won some stuff. So it's yeah. like, or not the show Sherlock, but I think like a movie. TV movie Sherlock or something? Well, that's the thing. There's a cat, you know, is, I guess, Sherlock, it's only like two or three episodes, so they considered it a a movie instead of a miniseries, but I felt like there's a little bit of jockeying there. That's where the Emmys falls apart. For example... Categories. HBO submitting True Detective in the main drama category rather than the miniseries. We see how that worked out for him, right? Well, but... Uh, they're, they were talking about that on, I think, Bill Simmons' podcast, that how that's like a baller move. That's HBO saying, we got 99 nominations. We're going to fucking take it to you in a cat. <laughs> we could dominate this goddamn category. We could kick yeah, Fargo's yeah. asses in, which is really our only serious competition over here. Sure. But we're going to go against Breaking Bad's swan song, knowing yeah. we're probably going to lose, but still... But still having – they, I feel like there was a lot of people widely predicting Matthew McConaughey would win over Brian Cranston. Sure. That's super hard. And I went back and forth because – Yeah, that's not a bonus for them, putting the, that show in that category. No, it was it – was, they, they basically – it was like fighting with one hand behind their back. And they almost yeah. – it felt like they almost won. It did, yeah. In fact, they did steal the direction – Away from the Villigan. That would have been a total sweep if Villigan had won for the direction of uh, Felina. Yeah, yeah. And like I said before, I wouldn't have minded if they won, right? It's not like Brian Cranston would was heads and shoulders above everyone else. No. I, like, I, I think he had the best character to go on. He had the best pedigree going yes. into that. He had, the, in my opinion, the best performance. If McConaughey and, or Harrelson, uh, and for that matter, if... Uh, uh, Pizzolatto had one for writing over whoever I forget the 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 woman one of the staff writers for Breaking Bad for uh, the, Moira Wally Beckett yeah the one yeah. who wrote Ozymandias which is yep you know top ten television of all time I wouldn't have been too pissed honestly I yeah. couldn't have gotten up for it I do think that's a correct result because if you have two actors like McConaughey and Cranston and they go head to head they're both brilliant. Mm-hmm. McConaughey's already won an Oscar this year, and this is kind of like uh, 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 you have you have the full weight of all the seasons of Breaking Bad behind it. 
it's hard not it's hard to throw yourself in front of that train yeah it's kind of hard to be partial uh to be non-partial on this right certainly it's it's easy for me because i'm a huge fan of both but honestly but five seasons of breaking bad stacked up against one season of the show yeah it's hard not to account for those other four years of breaking bad yeah well, I mean, it's partially made up by the letters H, B, and O, but uh, sure. I, you know, so let's kind of just go through these. The programs, uh, Outstanding Comedy Series, which is a category I don't really give a shit about. Uh, we're not really talking snubs. We, we've already kind of talked snubs in a, a previous podcast episode. Yeah. Modern Family won. Mm-hmm. Everyone's bitching. I don't watch it anymore. I watched the first couple seasons. It was okay. I can tell sure. you that I don't think I would put, if it's that's its prime, <laughs> I would not put that over... Uh, Louis or Orange is the New Black. I think you would stump for both Silicon Valley and Veep. Uh, no, no. I think it might be better than Veep based on what I saw in the, the first couple seasons of it. Okay. Um, but like I've said before, I don't totally get Veep. Uh, mm. But Louis and Silicon Valley, I haven't seen Orange is the New Black. Uh, I hear good things. <laughs> but uh, over Louis and Silicon Valley, I, n- no, no. I mean, it it doesn't like first off, it's a network competing against two very. I mean, net you got a Netflix show that's got you know a lot more high. I think it's got better production values, mm-hmm. uh, better acting, better writing, better direction. Uh, Louis, the same thing. The fact that this is very uh, you know artistic work that he it's a labor of love. He handcrafts these episodes. Uh, it, it. I mean, what are the Emmys? All else Emmys? being equal, I always try to go with which one is more important. Yeah. And Louis Modern and, Family has been around for seven years now doing the same thing over and over again. And is it going to be important? What is it yeah. doing? I mean, it's got a it's got a gay couple on it, and that's you know kind of progressive, and that's why it's sure. talked about Modern Family to different types of families. But look but at Orange is the New Black. No shit. I mean, it's like an all-female cast ran yeah. by female showrunner. So if that's your criteria, Modern Family loses there. Yeah, and Louis is... Again, there's nothing like it on television, and they're sure. probably. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe people. I, I hear uh, on some different podcasts that there are some com- comics coming and basically going to some of these third tier cable channels and saying, "I want the Louis deal. deal. Pay me two hundred thousand an episode, but I want complete creative control." Yeah, if that ushers in a whole you know golden age of comedy television. That's an awesome gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, but I can't, I can't get worked up about it. That's the thing. Like, I don't care about this category much and I haven't seen Modern Family in five years or so. Right. So what do I know? (laughs) Outstanding drama series. Uh, you got Breaking Bad who won, obviously up against Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, Mad Men, True Detective. House of Cards and Downton Abbey, I feel Mm, like don't believe, don't belong. They're not at that same tier. We got to fill out the category. Sure, sure. And uh, what do we got? Downton Abbey House Cards. Good. Done. And I know that there's a lot of people talking about how some shows kind of got snubbed, you know, to make room for House of Cards and Downton Abbey. Whatever. It's really between Mad Men, True Detective, Game of Thrones, and Breaking Bad. Yep. Again, all those shows are excellent in a variety of ways, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to argue against the weight of Breaking Bad. I don't feel like I normally have four solid choices from any given category. Right. And this one I definitely did this year. Uh, I don't give a shit about outstanding variety series. I'm fine with Colbert uh, winning. Uh, yeah, I, over over the Daily Show. Yeah, I I've long preferred the Colbert Report to the Daily Show, and I think that you, huh. it's it, it's competition with Saturday Night Live and Jimmy and what's well, a lesser extent Jimmy Kimmel Live. But 
real time with Bill Maher and Saturday Night Live, it's real competition. Saturday Night Live had an excellent season, I thought, with a bunch of fresh mm-hmm. faces. A lot. It's a real transition year, and I thought it was really funny. Kate McKinnon, especially. I, I'm going to kind of get worked up about that that she lost. Uh, I haven't seen any of it. Speaking of comedy and variety series, though, Key and Peele not nominated anywhere in that, huh? No, you're right. There weren't. They did get a really funny. That's weird. A really funny pre- presentation, though. They did. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that that struck me very much like Laurel and Hardy sort very. of. Very. Or like even down to this, even down stuff. to this, one's chubby, one skinny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, I, and I, God damn it, I can't. I don't know which one is which to this day. <laughs> but the chubby one is a little overblown because he's actually fairly svelte himself these days. Oh, okay. Whichever yeah. one that the camera is. adds a thousand pounds, right? <laughs> I guess outstanding miniseries. Uh, Fargo definitely a miniseries, right? Because it's going to come back with an entirely new cast. American Horror yep. Story. Mostly the same cast, but they have completely different plots and their stories are not connected either way. That's obviously miniseries. Don't even know what the fuck Bonnie and Clyde are. There, there's one called Bitchcraft, in my understanding. That's that Is was that the right? name of an episode, a particular oh. episode from last season. <laughs> okay. Treme, what I is Treme doing in this miniseries category? It's a series, right? It is a straight out series. How many seasons does that have now? Like, it, the, I think that was his final one at six. Hmm. Had ten episodes in it, I believe. Okay. I'll uh, ask you what no, the hell... No, it's four seasons, 36 episodes. What the hell is the show from Stars doing in this I don't know. Category. I have not seen the white... I've never We're heard of it. We're just short on miniseries. I've heard of Bonnie is. and Clyde. I've not heard. And I, I've resolved to... I've got to watch Luther. after Sherlock and Luther. I've got to see before Christmas. Yeah. They're I both very short. Uh, they're both have huge pedigrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got Idris Elba. I got to see it. There's no excuse. Yep. So anyway, Fargo won, and I believe probably head and shoulders it was the best one. Oh, yeah. Easily. Uh, outstanding television movie, I don't really give a shit. Uh, I think it's kind of the bullshit. The Normal Heart, uh, I, I don't know how it would go any other way, honestly. I've seen Muhammad Ali's Greatest Fight. Uh, it was okay. Not, not fantastic. Uh, I haven't seen the Sherlock movie. No, and, and I want to see Sherlock, but I have a hard time. Why is it a movie? It's a, like a three to four episode sh- series. I don't know. I mean, I mean I it seems like that's know. a perfect example of a miniseries, and it's in television because it didn't want to get steamrolled by Fargo. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure on that. Outstanding reality, go fuck yourself. Yeah, don't care. Uh, go into the acting things, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Jim Parson, Sheldon he Cooper, wins. he always yeah. wins. He He's definitely talented. He makes the show. I don't like – I never really liked the show, and I especially don't care about it in the last couple seasons. Sure. Hard to believe though he beat Louis C.K. Yeah, hard to beat he he beat Ricky Gervais who does excellent work on Derek. I don't get Derek. Derek is uncomfortable for me to watch, but uh-huh. he does brilliant work. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big. I've not seen Shameless, and I'm not seen episodes. Although, yeah, I, I think Matt like LeBlanc's like a funny guy. Hmm? I feel like I would like Shameless. With sure, William H Macy. He's Hilarious. Super surprised to see Don Cheadle in House of Lies. I did not consider that a comedy mm. drama. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I've never seen it. Me either. I know our, our buddy Nick was a big fan of it. Mm. Uh, Julia Louise Drivis won for her president, uh, Vice President Selena Meyer in Veep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hear good things about that. Um, but again... Against you... Amy Poehler? It's like... Mm. 
yeah, I don't know it, how the latest season of Parks and Rec was. It's brilliant, and it always is. And uh-huh. I don't have a problem with her winning over Taylor Schilling as Piper from Orange and New Black because I don't particularly like that role or character. Hmm. Um, Lena Dunham? Lena Dunham is very good. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed last season of, of Girls. I really hope I can find some way to cover that next year, maybe with a rotating list uh, cast of all-star women. We'll see. Uh, Nurse Jackie's way off my radar. Yeah, I have a too. giant Nurse Mike Jackie slash The Good Wife. Uh, yeah, The Good spot. Wife winning some stuff here, but I I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah. So, but I, again, I feel like I'm in good company because I I feel like a lot of Emmy voters probably haven't seen half this shit either, which is why you get shit like Modern Family <laughs> winning over Louis. Yeah, outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Brian Cranston won Boom. crucially for Osmandius. That yeah. That's the episode you submit. It's it, as I posted on Twitter: greatest hour of television ever made. Wow, that's I don't like, know that I can get behind it. Top account, five, certainly, probably top three. Like not standalone, certainly, but when you take into account all five seasons of that show, yeah, it's all standing, and on it's that. all poured into that one hour. That's amazing. The fact that Jeff Daniels is nominated for the newsroom is at a, <laughs> you know, that's just. I haven't seen the last season. And I like the newsroom. Who else would you put in there? I uh, mean, if you're going to put him in, you might as well Steve put. Steve You might as well put Stephen Moyer from True Blood. I mean, they're both, they're, they're both the same level of schlock. Oh, my God. And bullshit fiction. Um, okay, I don't agree with that. Who would you put in there instead of Jeff Daniels? I, again, I don't really want to talk about snubs no. and stuff. I'm just saying that's a, a farce. Uh, John, uh, and John Hamm. So, so he's he's never going to get a chance till next this year. year. Yeah, coming up this year's Mad Men is going. He's to got be one more year too. His only chance. I don't know. He's got another year. Oh, oh, they're splitting it, aren't they? Yeah. So. Shit. Okay, so he's got two years, but he's got to win. At some point. I, he's never won one. How can you go? I mean, it happened but to The Wire. because Brian Cranston was in the mix. Right. It's just like the Patriots and the Colts, you know? Sure. Uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about. No. But no you're, going against, you're going against John, Ham, John Hamm, Woody Harrelson, and Matthew McConaughey, all of which are – you could – I would have mm-hmm. no problem if they won. That would not be a travesty. Yeah. Kevin Spacey winning – would For not that be a role? No. would not be a travesty, but it would not be fair. Uh, Jeff Daniels winning would be yeah. a travesty. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of Brian's acceptance speech? What did you think of Brian's I, mustache? Uh, so I love Brian's mustache I and thought, his hair. Yeah, the, the combination was perfect, uh, and it, it looked like a throwback. Like that could have been a black and white telecast, and yeah. I'd have been like, "Yeah, he belongs there." And and most people would feel ridiculous with a getup like that, with a mustache and mm-hmm. a haircut like that, but. Brian Cranston doesn't care. Yeah. And that's what I love about Brian Cranston. He is such a genuine human being in everything he does, as far as I can tell. Yeah. That I just have this natural attraction to him. So even you, though he's any even when he's a sneaky little Pete. Yeah. A, a, gri- I mean, that's, a grimy that's little part pimp. of what made him the person he is today. Yeah. You know? Uh, and he seems like a, a genuinely awesome person. I thought the combination of Aaron Paul. Uh, Anna Gunn and Brian Cranston winning these Emmys and giving similar speeches really showed the connection that cast has and why that was such a well-made show. Indeed. And I think one of the most emotional parts, even above the Robin Williams stuff that they did later on, was Aaron Paul giving that speech and pointing out Brian Cranston and saying, you've been my mentor, you've shown me so much on screen and off, 
that's super important to me. And I thought and then, and that then, was a moment in the Emmys that felt really good. And Brian giving him the dap back uh, when he gave his acceptance and he, speech. And Brian Cranston's sitting there tearing up while he's no, saying seriously. it. No, seriously. you can tell. Seriously. That, one of the things I'm really excited about going to the Breaking Bad Fest, if I can, if I can plug that a little bit. Um, Throwing a pizza. That, that we're going to be uh, you know, moderating a panel with some of the, you know, not Brian Cranston's of the world, but like sure. some of this other, the bees, the supporting supporting players, like Stephen Michael Cazeta, yeah. the Cousins. Uh, and I'm wondering, was there like a big kid's table? Or was there like a, there's like an adult's table, a big kid's table, and a kid's table? Or did they feel that <laughs> same kind of, did they show, did they run to the set? Yeah, did, they, yeah. did they hang out there the days they weren't shooted? Was it just a job for them? Like at what level did that stop becoming special and start becoming just a job. Like, does does every cameraman feel the same way? Sure. Did does the set dressers feel the same way? Like, where the stars? Because sometimes you like you, you know when I'm watching the making of the Lord of the Rings films, it seems like it never stopped with anyone. Like every fucking person down to the least, you know, da- down to the little Indian dudes that are the body doubles for the for the 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 hobbits was like fucking amped up and all about it. Uh, down to huh. the set dressers, the guys that are putting the twigs in the the elv- uh, elvish uh, dells and stuff. They all were about it. And uh-huh. I wonder if Breaking Bad was one of those things where they were just able to infect everyone with that. That's the impression that I get. But and I don't when know did it become so? Did it Was it like that in season one and two? Or did this yeah. thing forge sometime? Like we, I feel like my passion for Breaking Bad really was forged in season three and four. Yeah. I liked it. I was definitely intrigued. I definitely, you know, was watching it, but it didn't occur to me to think of it as the best television ever until seasons three and four and on. Sure. The reports I get and the idea that, you know, they kept uh, Aaron Paul on in season one when they were just going to kill him in like episode two or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, That kind of says to me that there was kind of a relationship between everyone uh, from the beginning. Right. Not just, you know, oh, we're popular now, so sure. we're having fun with this. Yeah. Uh, for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, uh, Juliana Margulis. <laughs> How do you pronounce her name? <laughs> Fuck you. Margulis. Margulis? Uh, yeah, Margulis is hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> Juliana Margulis. <laughs> What does that mean? All Julianas must die, I think. Yep, I think so. Uh, she got for the good wife again. I've got a huge... I never thought she was that great on ER. Her acting seems like it's not acting. I've never seen any of these except for Robin Wright's stuff in House Cards. So I, I, it's hard for me to believe that this show is is better than... She's better in it than Lizzie Kaplan and, and the pilot episode of Masters of Sex or the first season. Oh, I guess I have seen that one. Hard for me to believe that she's better than Claire Danes in any given episode of Homeland. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michelle Dockery, another one that she seems like she's acting and not acting at the same time. Uh-huh. Carrie Washington, uh, add scandal to my black hole list. Robin Wright did excellent work. They submitted her for the final episode when I feel like her best work came a few episodes before that when she went through her rape-slash-abortion sexual assault scandal. Yeah, I was talking with reporters and yeah. confessing that on air. I, yeah. I, I, why, why did they submit that particular episode, I wonder? Did that hurt her? I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Outstanding lead actor in a miniseries or movie, Bender Dick, Bender Dick Cumberbund, <laughs> uh, one for Sherlock Holmes, his last foul. Uh, they snubbed old Bill Bob Thornton, huh? Yeah, he 
the he beat over uh, uh, a and Ch- Martin Freeman Chiwetel Ejiofor, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh-huh. who's famous for his Twelve Years a Slave performance. Don't I've never seen Dancing on Edge. Neither have I. Idris Elba is a phenomenal actor mm-hmm. um, on Luther. He beat dethroned Martin Freeman uh, for playing Lester Nygaard on Fargo. Yeah, and Billy Bob Thornton as Lorne. I I haven't seen Sherlock. <laughs> I've heard this was the least. Uh, you know, Seppenwall says this was the least of the miniseries, or least of the seasons of Sherlock. Okay, and and he managed to win over those two that I know knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I feel like I might be more outraged if I had seen Sh- Sherlock. I'm not taking anything Maybe. away from Sherlock. I just haven't seen it. I can't say that he's not as good as Martin Freeman or Billy Bob. Uh, also, I mean, Mark Ruffalo definitely deserves to be nominated in that category. Certainly over his cousin, Mark Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Mark Buffalo has no business being in any category. No, he does not. Outstanding lead actress in a miniseries or movie. I was surprised to see Jessica Lange uh, win for her character Fiona on American Horror Story. Uh-huh. Coven, I thought that she was phenomenal. Um, I haven't seen any of these shows. None of them. But uh, on the other hand, the only one that I would pull for over her is Kristen Wiig from The Spoils of Babylon. Did you see that? No. This this fake um, joke miniseries that Will Ferrell and Tobey Maguire and uh, Kristen Wiig put on. No. Oh, it's and they're coming back for a sequel. It it it's man. We're gonna have to do a bald move seg- TV segment on that. All right, sounds interesting. But uh, it's I just. I just, I just, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, me and Cecily are going to be doing American Horror Story, uh, freak show when it comes out. And, uh, you know, you can't make fun of us like you do on True Blood because it's actually an Emmy nominated, Emmy winning. No, I'm still going to make fun of you. <laughs> Sorry. Supporting performances, outstanding supporting actor in a comedy role. Uh, Ty Burrell won as the dad on Modern Family, right? Sure. Uh, Beating out Fred Armistand on a really exceptional Portlandia mm. season, and Tony Hale and Veep, uh, how, or, Adam and, Driver even, or I, Andre Brar, as I think that's how you pronounce it, who's most famous for his work on oh, Homicide, yeah, yeah. but as the cap, the gay captain uh-huh. on Brooklyn Nine Nine was hysterical by being completely, relentlessly deadpan. Yeah, no, it was great uh, playing against Andy Sandberg. And the antics that he gets up to <laughs> as evidenced at the Emmys. God, when he did that Joffrey. Wait. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind Lena Headey. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I again, that's one that I could potentially be outraged by, but mm-hmm. it's a comedy thing, and it's the Emmys, so whatever. Sure. Outstanding supporting actress in the comedy series, uh, Allison, it's Janney, right? Uh, I suppose on so. a show called Mom that I've never even fucking seen. Yeah. Um, and she beats out uh, the was it Mayim Balik as mm-hmm. the really nerdy girl on Big Bang Theory who yeah, started surprised by that. She, yeah. Um, she beats out Julie Bowen or Bowen or Bowen. Yeah, I think it's Bowen on Modern Family. Uh, loved her on Boston Legal. Loved her on Happy Gilmore. Indifferent about her on Modern Family. Yeah. Uh, Anna Chlumsky on Veep, and uh, Kate. I, the one that I was kind of outraged by is Kate McKinnon, who I thought was the funniest person on Saturday Night Live I've seen in a long time. Hmm. 
lots of really memorable characters. They gave her like she's got this uh, Russian expatriate character that she plays in the weekend update segments. Mm-hmm. That's just fucking hilarious. And that's really difficult to do, right? Variety series, I think, are inherently more difficult. Yeah. Than just finding a role that fits you. Sure. Because you have to be all sorts of different people. And Kate McGrew, uh, who might that because <laughs> this is for season one of Orange and the New Black. Don't forget that. Um, I don't specifically the episode tit punch. Yes, so. I don't <laughs> I'm know. I'm always amused by the titles of those. I don't know that she's got a better shot to win next year because I don't feel like I don't know if she had as much nuance this season. I guess it's about the same. She's probably got the, about the same chance, except for. This is going to be a loaded category with so many of the women from Orange and New Black. I feel like they they could nominate three next year. Sure. Uh, Uza Adub is the only one that won this, and she won on the previous week for Guest Star, which, again, how the fuck was she considered a guest star? How many episodes was she All of them. All of them? Fuck that. Fuck this bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, Aaron Paul. Of course. And and also he's nominated because... Peter Dinklage looked a little perturbed. Well, here's the thing. Aaron Paul was hardly in the last season of Breaking Bad. And certainly the last yeah. half of the last season which was being considered, but his confessions episode which they showed a good snippet of was yeah. volcanic work. Mm-hmm. Uh I would not have been outraged if Pete Dinklage had had won for Tyrion because that not court, at all. the the laws of God and man the courtroom scene was awesome. He was great throughout the whole uh season. Uh, Yeah, if you're going to take one episode into account, I feel like Peter Dinklage maybe deserved that. And I don't know the Aaron Paul if you submit the whole body of work, because, again, he was a bit player. He was a supporting, supporting character in the final season. Though I do recognize that Aaron Paul has done excellent work. Every time he's on screen, it was excellent, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, those guys are like neck and neck, and either one would have satisfied me. Uh, Over again... um... Jim Carter, who is the butler on Downton Abbey, he does okay. great work. But again, but I don't know. Role, right? That's not forgettable, but I don't think it's the same thing as he's done excellent work in previous seasons. But I just don't feel like that just, show is relevant the same way. Yeah, yeah. All all apologies to Kelly and Tom on up here downstairs. <laughs> uh, Mandy Patinkin as Saul, mm-hmm. excellent, but I not better in. Not better than Aaron Paul and John Voight on Ray Donovan. Whatever. I haven't seen Ray Donovan. Neither have I. He looks scary. Yep. Uh, Anna Gunn for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. She yep. did That's excellent right work. For sure. Uh, and and with some fairly nuanced material. Some challenging material. Like yeah. She had to lose her shit several different times. She had to portray Stark Raving Fear. Uh, I, I just, I, I thought that she did excellent work as Skylar White and obviously the Academy did I, too. I do feel like either Lena Headey or Christina Hendricks could have taken this as well. Uh, what the hell did Joan do last year? That's the problem, right? Like, I think she's done excellent work on Mad Men, but that was... Submitted for the strategy. I don't even remember which particular episode that was. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure either. I'm not good with those names of episodes. But I, I think, you know, overall in Mad Men, she has done some great work this year. I don't know that she was that involved, but Lena Headey had some really tough stuff to do in Game of Thrones. Mm. 
and I feel like she's pulled it off excellently, and I don't think it would have been too big of a snub to Anna Gunn to give that to Lena Headey. Yeah, I think... Even though I feel like Anna definitely deserved it. I think this is the one where she turned down um, Bob. And that's an okay scene, but, you know, again... But that's more about Bob, too. It's like... Yeah, yeah. No, again, not necessarily I, what she's doing, what he's doing to her, it's what she's doing to him. Right, right. I, I don't know. Uh, also, you've got Christine Baranski as a person I have no idea who is off The Good Wife. Joanna Froggett, who, if anyone deserved an Emmy nomination, yeah. she did in this last season with her whole arc of being sexually assaulted and raped and uh, uh, the fallout of that. I thought that was handled surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. And she did surprisingly brutal work on a PBS show. <laughs> so maybe you give it the, the, the nod to her, but again, Anna Gunn. Yeah. Breaking Bad, it was it's it's their year. Outstanding supporting actor in a miniseries or a movie. Uh Martin Freeman won for Dr. Watson on Sherlock, his last vow. Okay. Uh over Matt uh Bomer or Bomber. Bomer as Felix Turner on the Normal Heart. Colin Hanks as Officer Gus. I mean, Gus. this is the Normal Heart category, a.k.a. the Normal Heart category. Four out of six of the nominees yeah, are so from the Normal Heart. How did Martin Freeman win for this and not Lester Nygaard? I guess people like Sherlock more. But it was. Yeah, you're right. Joe Mantello, uh, Alfred Molina. And Jim Parsons, uh, obviously, from Big Bang Theory. Right, right. Also, and I had no, I'd not seen Normal Heart of You. I haven't either. I really wanted to check that out, but well, we got HBO Go. It's not too late. Yep. But I don't, you know, so I can't comment on that. But I do know that Colin Hanks was hella good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. Outstanding supporting actress in a miniseries or movie. Kathy Bates won uh, for her role as a super racist Southern plantation owner on American Horror Story. <laughs> All right. Over Angela Bassett. Um, there's some, uh, some, some racial travesty stuff going on there on the same show. Uh, Ellen Aberstein over Flowers Attic. Haven't seen that. Uh, Francis Conroy as Myrtle Snow. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? Come on. I like that show and I actually like that character, but what the hell? Two nominations given? for American Horror Story Coven. Julia Roberts, uh, slumming in television on the normal hearts. And Allison Tolman, that's the one I was really hoping yeah, would win. Man. And I like Kathy Bates. I like Angela Bassett. Uh, I like all these people. But Allison Tolman, I think, did the best, most solid work. And I, I love Fargo. So It's so hard for me to say. I haven't seen American Horror Story Coven. And that is literally I have. half the nominees. I have. It's a ridiculous okay. show. Uh You know what? I haven't seen any of these other than Fargo. And I think Allison Tolman did a fantastic job playing Molly. But I... I don't have anything to compare it to in that category. All right. For directing, um, Outstanding Director for the Comedy Series, Modern Family, directed by Gail Mancuso, won over Glee. Uh, who cares? Louie, uh, directed by Louie. Uh, Orange is the New Black, directed by Jodie Foster. That's an interesting pedigree. Hard to argue against. Uh, is is there Silicon a show Valley, directed episodes by... in this? Yeah, it's one that Matt LeBlanc's in. The Joey from Friends. Okay, yeah. And the Silicon Valley, directed by Mike Judge. Uh, again, Modern Family wins over direction for direction. Is is Minimum Viable Product the last episode in Silicon Valley's run? I don't know. You're the one. Because you're, you're if the it's one not, they submitted the wrong episode. Okay, 
Will you look that up? Uh, no, it's the pilot. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think the pilot was nearly as funny as the season finale. But Mike Judge is a big name. He was a creator of that show, right? Maybe he... He's just leaning on he that. He wasn't directing all the episodes, probably, I'm assuming. Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, for drama series, uh, True Detective... No, he also directed... All of them? The finale. Oh, the, the finale. finale, at okay. least, yeah. Well, uh, then they, they submitted the wrong episode. They did... They <laughs> in went, my opinion, yeah, They definitely. went and pulled a... Uh, House of lot or House of Cards on us. Yep. A standing directing for a drama series. True Detective won for the episode Who Goes There, directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Yeah. That you know, you say that oh, Ozymandias yeah. was the best hour. This had the best six minutes. Yeah. Then I, yeah, I remember yeah. the next day after seeing that, I was evangelical. Like, you were kind of like, Yeah, I want to get the true detective. My mom, you gotta fucking get the true detective. Yeah, get to this there, scene. That there is something here that just grab you by the balls and not let go. I've not seen anything like it, and the level of effort yeah. and skill from everyone involved. But specifically in this category, directing in that scene, that I mean, that's he's the guy calling. He's the quarterback of this particular operation. Yeah, and he threw a touchdown. And we compared it to the Watchers on the Wall when we talked about the Watchers on the Wall with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We said. Look, Watchers on the Wall is not as good right. of a directing feat as this episode. Go look right. at it. And, of course, it won. Right. I think that's the right pick. No, I mean... Uh, Breaking Rock... Bad had some nice moments in Felina. Yeah, Boardwalk but... Empire, Farewell Daddy Blues. I love that show. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a great episode directed by Tim Van Patten. Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan got denied for Felina, which that wasn't even the best okay episode with. of the season. Yep. Uh Downton Abbey for episode one, which is bullshit by David Evans. Game of Thrones, Watchers of the Wall, not the best episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, submitted for Neil Marshall uh, at House of Cards, chapter 14, which is the season the, two premiere. Yeah, the premiere of season two. Uh, very puzzling. The first and last episodes were not the best episodes, but those got the majority of the submissions, uh, directed by Carl Franklin. Again, yeah. I'm not stumping for it because I don't think anyone should have won over uh, uh, Carrie. Sure. Very interesting choice of hair. Mm-hmm. The twin pigtails with the suit and the, with the tux. I'm, Looking I'm, a little like James Franco during Spring Breakers. Little Spring Breakers, you're right. <laughs> not not sure about that. And he also by far gave the worst acceptance speech. Spring break. Like, like, a lot of these people get up and like, oh, I should have prepared for this. But I believed it. I don't think he thought one, for one minute that he might win this. Why not, though? I don't know. He looks incredibly young, too. Like, both him yeah, and yeah, Nick Pizzolatto yeah. are, like, fucking kids, man. That's good. They're making some of the best shit out there, too. Great, great. Bring it on season two, boys. Although, Carrie's uh, not going to be back for that. Oh, hmm. uh, let's see. Outstanding directing for Variety Special. Do not give a shit. It was basically all award shows. The Tony War- I, yeah, <laughs> like we're giving awards to other awards shows. What is this meta? That's bullshit? a conflict of interest. Yeah. Uh, outstanding director for miniseries, movies, or dramatic special. That is a wide net to cast. And Fargo won for Bird and Ass, which I believe is the one when this in the snowstorm. I think so. Yeah. Uh, by Colin Buxey, which uh, means good choice. Yeah. No, it was that took some balls to do it the way they did it. it and it's just incredibly well done. And uh, I, I just, yeah, it's it's a great episode. I feel like it definitely deserved a win, although I do not understand this category. Uh, American Horror Story nominated Bitchcraft 
directed by Alfonso Gomez Rijon. Bitchcraft, huh? Fargo got nominated for the Crocodile's Dilemma, which is another right. good one, by Adam Bernstein. Uh, Muhammad Ali's Greatest Fight, uh, directed by Stephen Frears. Normal Heart by Ryan Murphy. And Sherlock by Nick Horan. Um, you know, I don't have much to say about that mm-hmm. other than go Fargo. Writing, outstanding writing for comedy series. Uh, Louis won for Louis. Up yeah. against uh, episodes by David Crane and Jeffrey Cleric. Orange is the New Black. Uh, I Wasn't Ready by Liz Friedman and Gingy Cohen. Silicon Valley, written by Alec Berg and Veep, written by fucking what? And Simon Blackwell, Armando Anuki, and Tony Roche. So, All right, a lot of people winning that, Amy. Yeah, you're going to have to melt three it down for one, and make bracelets out of it split or Split it up three ways by, like, King Solomon. You get the globe, and you get the wings, and you get the <laughs> now surprisingly Oscar-looking statue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is the season finale of Silicon Valley, and I feel like the writing in that... Man, it's hard to say oh, if yeah, the optim- writing is what tip did it. Efficiency. Yeah, it, it's hard to say if the writing is what did it or if the acting that pulled off the writing was that the one of the epic dick joke dick scene it is and it is fantastic have you seen it no i have not seen that's that's on my list yeah keep that on your list but it's below sherlock and uh luther Luther, so so the the problem is i haven't seen this the last uh, season of louis yeah so i don't know how so did the fat lady went hmm Outstanding writing for a drama series. Well, this wasn't for this episode of Louis. It was for the previous episode, wasn't it? Previous season, yeah. Previous season. Um, outstanding writing for a drama series. Breaking Bad for Ozymandias by sure. Moria Wally I Beckett. I think if that doesn't win, uh, something's gone wrong. I do like that Breaking Bad is nominated twice. Yeah, but <laughs> she she beat up on Vince Gilligan, so she uh-huh. got bragging rights. Uh, Game of Thrones, The Children, written by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. I remember being puzzled because that's also not the best script of this of the season, yeah. but it is the one that had the most original content. I almost wonder if the Double Ds got a little full of themselves. <laughs> uh, House of Cards for the uh, episode one of season two, written by Bo William, uh, Williman. That's also uh, the premiere, yeah. Yeah, again, I, I, it's interesting. I, I don't get it. Uh, True Detective, The Secret Fate of All Life, written by Nick Pizzolatto. That was this finale, correct? That's pretty strong. I mean, it, if a that lot is of the people, finale, yeah, that's a good, solid written, solidly written episode. Yeah, I, I feel like that a lot of people, um, called bullshit on that. No, I don't think that this is. I think this is the sixth, the sixth episode. Oh, this is where okay, number six is the one where they find out about the. This is one where they rescue the two girls, the re- mm-hmm. from the uh, Reggie Ledoux's trailer. The the meth maker with the gas okay. mask. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder why. And, and also, uh, Matthew McConaughey slept with Woody Harrelson's wife. Is that true? Because I don't or know. Or something. Uh, and th- yeah, because I remember episode six being the episode where at the end he drives away with that broken taillight. Hmm. Uh, mm. I don't know. It's interesting because there's been a lot of I, I think is unfounded bullshit about this uh, Nick Pizzolatto being accused of plagiarizing lines. Oh yeah, yeah. And in fact, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey actually <laughs> make mention of that. It's like, well, you're yeah. the one who got all the plagiarized lines. 
And of course, we got that, but yeah, a lot the of the audience was like, mm? yeah, it's, I I felt like that might have been, and maybe it's because you know we're really into the TV scene, sure. but that was you know something that got discussed on Facebook. I know Nina yep. uh, Perez was talking about it on Project Fandom. People were talking about it on Grantland. I thought that would have gone over bigger, been more kind of woo in the room, but it just kind of went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, and I got to give credit to. Whoever wrote that joke, I don't know if it was Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, if they're that into the lore and the the kind of mythos it's building around this show, or if it's writers writing for them. Sure. But somebody is up to date on their True Detective community stuff. Yeah. So, good uh, on them. Let's see. Outstanding writer for Variety Special. Don't really care. Who cares? Sarah Silverman, We Are Miracles, the only one I actually watched, and it won. So, hey, great. All right. Like Outstanding writing for a miniseries movie or a dramatic special. Sherlock won for Stephen Moffat. Uh, up mm-hmm. against uh, American Horror Story Coven. Bitchcraft by Ryan Murphy and Brad <laughs> Falchuk. Fargo by no- uh, Crocodile's Dilemma by Noah Hawley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luther by Neil Cross and The Normal Heart by Larry Kramer or a Treme episode to Miss New Orleans written by David Simon and Eric Overmeyer. Your personal hero, David Simon. No way David Simon's going to win an Emmy So <laughs> for Treme. Uh, yeah. So the other one thing I wanted to talk about is the In, Mor- in, in Memori- Memoriam yeah. segment. Yeah. Specifically. Where it was basically all the Robin Williams show. Yeah. And that like, seems appropriate because kind of so i have an interesting relationship with robin williams robin williams combined with bill cosby are the first people i can consciously remember registering as funny that were not like cartoon characters or like i started connecting them in a semi-adult way and i was like you know six five or six seven years old when the heyday of like robin williams being on the johnny carson show and also have like super fond memories of my dad my dad would let me stay up late to watch Johnny Carson, if the fucking emu was on, and if you, you're fa- Johnny Carson fan, you probably know what I'm talking about. This guy would come up with a puppet of an emu, and it would just run amok. It would attack guests. It would attack him. It would attack Johnny. It was hysterical right. for a six-year-old boy. Yep. And when Robin Williams would get on there, because he's just a fucking maniac. I mean, they yeah. showed some of the clips. Yeah, yeah. They but were funny. He, he's just hilarious, and he's, you know... We didn't really talk about this because it's kind of like not in the bald move Ballywick, but mm-hmm. you know, Dead Poet Society, Good Will Hunting. Um, he's also World's got that serious dad range. Was fucking incredible. It was. It, you like you can see the Robin Williams in that movie certainly, and why he chose that role. You know, given what what he did in the end, the black uh, comedy. That my film God, is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's the man died because he had untreated severe depression. Sure. And, you know, he had a lot of troubles in his life with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was especially poignant how they ended with uh, the, the, the bit he did where uh, he was pretending to be his little boy. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I got, Really super emotional. I don't. I'm not a huge Billy Got Crystal a fan. Smoky in the room. Got a little dusty in the yeah, room. A little dusty. Not a huge Billy Crystal fan, but I do know that they worked together and they were friends, and it was kind of meaningful to have that yeah. guy come up there giving a little eulogy for him. And I watched his what is it 400 Fridays or 400 Sundays or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, a million did, and a half. What do you Sundays. think of that? Because the I actually liked it. Okay, because I thought 
it was too much Billy Crystal. I just seen the previews a, yeah, for it. It's a little too much Billy Crystal. It's all Billy Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> but he talks about like I didn't know that his dad had this record label and it was like yeah, he's got a really super interesting history with his family growing up in and around Hollywood and I just found it fascinating. And the way he tells the story is really engaging. Yeah. And the fact that Robin Williams would go into his family and pretend to be a Jewish immigrant. Yeah. And go story to story, bullshit story, their real stories versus his bullshit, just making stuff up. That's. Well, that's like the baseball story that he tells there is so touching because it's a story of them, these people understanding who Robin Williams is. Uh-huh. And Robin Williams getting delight out of entertaining these people. Sure. It, there's there's a connection and a back and forth there. And I think uh th- that was maybe next to the Aaron Paul, Brian Cranston, Anna Gunn stuff. I feel like that was the most touching part of the sure. the Emmys, certainly. Yeah. But I feel like they also kind of glossed over like a Philip Seymour Hoffman. Another yeah. like he hasn't been around as long and Plus done he's as... not a TV guy. I thought that they uh sure. You, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have a Mork and Mindy uh, same with the Oscars. Like, you know, is this is this for television? Is it for movies? Is it okay to do both? Yeah, and that's fine if you if you do both. But I, some of these that I felt like that were more you know, kind of movie star type roles, and then you know a lot of people were pissed that James Garner didn't get more of a send off because he's such a huge figure in television. That's the thing, man. But Robin I don't Williams, know how you dance that line. And and this happened just a week ago. Yeah, and like people are actively grieving about this. Um, sure. So I wish I'd actually come up with a list because I was actually surprised and shocked at how many people we lost. And that's kind of the way these segments Bob work. Bob Hoskins. Sure. Uh, a lot of people this year. Alice are... from the Brady Bunch. Okay, yeah. I, I just don't know how you pay respect to everyone equally uh, when people are Peter certainly... Peter O'Toole, Christ. Mm, certainly not an equal part of our lives. It seems like there's there's two ways to do it. And it's like, you know, I forget. I think Bill Simmons always calls it the hammer. The last person you see, yeah, uh, that was Robin Williams. But then there's also the people that get like spoken, like snippets of dialogue, like the Peter yeah. O'Toole's. Um, th- so there's like three categories. There's the the people you've never heard of. They're behind the scenes guys. Then there's the people you've heard of, but they don't get clips. And there's people that get clips. And then there's the hammer. I wonder how they decide yeah. all that. Robin Williams seems like a no brainer this year. Yeah. Yeah, just like Philip Seymour Hoffman for, I believe, was the hammer for the Oscars. Did he, or did he die bef- after that? I don't know. Shit. <laughs> I didn't watch the Oscars. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know how you, how you respect everyone when you give a spotlight to one person. That's tough. Is that, what, how do you feel about that segment as a whole, then? Like, is it appropriate? I like it in concept. Right, yeah. the idea of honoring people who have given us so much entertainment and joy over the years is a good one. You, I just don't know how you're fair about it. Shirley Temple is another, you yeah, know, huge Titanic name, but again, mostly in movies. Yeah, so I, I don't know how you do that. Mm. I, would I like hate to it. be in the position of saying we had Philip Seymour Hoffman and Peter O'Toole and all these guys die. No, I, I, I like this year, it. But and Robin Williams. I like on. it in, in in entirely the Kodak wheel nostalgia. Sure. You know, the, the, the nostalgia sense of the, like, you know, paying from an old memory kind of way that, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times you, 
you hear about this over the whole year. And it's like, oh, it's tragic. It's bad. It's sad. But then just kind of see it all. And, and, you know, it's also weird the older you get. Like, the more sure. relevant this list becomes. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm I remember sure a lot of people didn't give a shit certainly. that Robin Williams was dying. But Peter O'Toole, come on. Yeah, no, he's, I'm. He's a classic actor. He is sure the name I'm there for. I can't believe they didn't respect him. So I just remember being like a punk kid and like you know not even getting like yeah. anybody. I hadn't heard of anyone on this list, and yeah. now it's like, ooh, these things are starting to hurt. <laughs> sure, Philip Seymour Hoffman's a big one. Sure. Well, I mean, just Definitely. think about. I mean, just like people that were huge parts of me growing up, like uh, even Adam Adam West. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Batman, not even knowing it was a joke. Back when I was a kid, when I stayed home from six, like what happens when he, when guys like him start dying? Johnny Carson died is huge for me. Sure. Yeah, that's what sucks by getting old. <laughs> Death starts becoming a real menace in your life rather than some abstract concept. Oh, man. It's gone dark. Yep. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the Emmys, man? Normal Heart got more nominations than anybody else. Really? Yep, nine in total. Breaking Bad got seven. American, American Horror, Horror Story, Horror Coven, and Fargo both it, got. Suck it, Jim Jones. I'm covering it. It's a mo- <laughs> it's it's the second highest Emmy nominated show for last oh, year. Oh, but who but who won those Emmys? That's what I'm questioning. Oh, it looks like Breaking Bad with five was the most the the biggest winner. Sure. Of the night. Yeah. Then Modern I'd... Family with three and American Shh. Horror Story Coven with two. Downton Abbey more than Game of Thrones. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe because they're and Mad Men only and know. Mad Men only got three. Like that's it's you know, uh, the Emmys is a weird show, and I know it's 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 hard it's and be tough. Yeah. We've talked about like when you're you know you're talking about the Oscars and you're evaluating six to twelve best feature films and they're anywhere between ninety and three minutes and three hours long versus something that's between thirteen and thirty hours long. <laughs> It's an impossible task. Yeah. And I don't know how you do it better. And this year wasn't the worst. You have bald move vote on it. You have That's bald move. Yeah. You just have, uh, like, like Nina's running her Project Fandom fannies or yep. whatever she's calling them. The bald move vote is going to weigh heavily on next year's Emmys. See, I don't like, bal- sure. I don't like baldies as a name yeah. for our fan, but I love it as an award. The baldies? We should do the baldies next year. We should do the baldies. Have our own award show. Have our fans vote on I'm it. I'm down for the Baldies, yeah. We can have our choice and then the fi- the, the fan choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. All right. Write that down. We got to get that in our business document. Can't forget that shit. It's done. We'll have several thousand people remind us, I'm sure. Probably. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, if you'd like to give us feedback, you can do so at tv at baldmove.com. We'll be back. I got a lot more to talk about because I've gotten caught up on some shows and I've got some new ones like the Nick. I'd like to do this again next week. I don't know what you're what you're feeling. Sure, yeah. There's some shows I want to catch up on, like uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Plus, didn't uh, which got renewed surprisingly blew me away. Yeah, let's not talk about it here, but we'll save it for next week. I feel like that's a little more evergreen than the Emmys. All right, uh, TV at baldmove.com. If you'd like to give feedback or follow along on Facebook.com/slash/baldmove or Pester Jim on Twitter at baldmove. That's all I got until uh, the next podcast or until next week. All right. See you then.